I am really proud when it comes to pain tolerance. So I was like, I feel like I'm not in that much pain. But it was in that moment when I thought, geez, if this gets infected, it's probably not going to be good at all. It was so short. I mean, like literally like, yes, I'm living my dream. And the next day I am not. <laughs> I'm like living my nightmare. From Outside Magazine, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a thru-hiker reaches the limit of what she can handle. After this. I'm Gabacia. I am currently tuning in from Taos, New Mexico, which is ancestral Pueblo and Jicarilla Apache land. I am an outdoorist, a passionate conservationist, and I am the executive director of a nonprofit called The Outdoorist Oath, where we equip people with tools to ally planet inclusion and adventure. And I am also a National Monuments Fellow at an organization called Nuestra Tierra. Going on a long trail has been my dream. Having recently moved to New Mexico, I decided to go on a through hike on the Continental Divide Trail. Did all my training here. Was very lucky to get support from my work to take a month off to do this trail. The whole crew kind of got together and organized these really cool send-off campout in literally below zero <laughs> degrees. It was a party for sure. After we broke camp, everybody went their own separate ways. I was really nervous, but mostly I was just really excited and in a little bit of disbelief that I was going to go on a through hike. The schedule that I had was pretty much like a 26 mile per day schedule to actually go across the whole trail in a month. My whole first day felt really awesome. There was all this beautiful yellow foliage, you know, patches of aspens and just seeing the crunchy leaves on the ground. And I kept seeing all these tracks from different animals. And that just always gets me really excited. I couldn't believe that that was going to be my life for the next four weeks. I started feeling like a little bit of a, a hot spot in my shoe. And I was like, oh, that feels not great, but not like terrible. I think I probably stopped around mile 11 or 12. I treated it, kept going. The next day, I walked my miles as regular. I did feel some discomfort from the blister, but I've had so many blisters while on trail before. It's not a red flag. I've heard a lot of stories about people that get taken out of the trail from the blisters, but you know, that's not me. <laughs> I, I pushed through that. 
And it was when I stopped for lunch around maybe mile 30. And I took my shoes off again. And it just didn't look great. There was a lot of flesh because I had blisters inside the original blister area. And so it was getting really deep. Uh, This is a little, like, extra from what I've experienced before. I thought about, like, what if this gets infected? Like, okay, I should grab my Garmin, text my husband and be like, hey, I think I need you to pick me up. So in that moment, I just remember, like, feeling just really stupid. I feel like a blister is something so preventable and there's just a million things that I could have done to avoid it. But I knew it was the right thing. My foot started feeling like really, really bad. And by the time I got to the truck, Roberto, he was like, oh no, this is like already really bad. And I was like, oh shit, like how many, how many days am I going to have to stay off trail. Jeez, that week was really tough. I feel like I was just like crying every day and not not just from like the emotional pain, but the actual physical pain of all the healing treatments for the wound because I was literally rubbing salt on the wound and dipping it in boiling water, which had more salt in it because that's the the way of the ancestors. (laughs) I've never screamed of pain in my life. So I just got to scream three times a day, every day. Every night I had that decision to make where it was like, do I get back on the trail tomorrow? Do I rest another day? But right around day five, was when I made the decision to not get back on the through hike because it was going to be a lot to ask my body to do after having been through that healing to like, oh, here, we're back to 26 miles per day. My friend Angela, when I told her I had to exit the trail, she told me that Wounds are very good, slow-me-down medicine, and that's what I kept telling myself. Like, this is life telling me that this is not my time to hike a marathon a day. This is my time to slow down and embrace that. So I was like, why don't I do little backpacking trips here and there, I can be on a more flexible schedule. And then I wasn't going to do it alone anymore. I was really lucky that my husband was able to come along with me. It's interesting. Ultimately, what I wanted was to spend more time outdoors because I had been so busy behind a computer. My goal was to see the state of New Mexico on the Continental Divide Trail. So I still achieved my goal. I just changed the method. The power of being able to reframe your goals as your situation changes has been the overarching lesson in this whole story for me.
Gabachia is a first-generation American outdoor advocate, consultant, and multidisciplinary storyteller. On Instagram, she's at Gabachia. That's G-A-B-A-C-C-I-A. This story was produced by Stephanie Aguilar. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.